Knowing you hear me, it keeps me alive. And I know you're shining down on me from heaven like so many friends we've lost along the way. And I know, eventually, we'll be together. Together. One sweet day. Loving you. All right, when was the last time you guys listened to One Sweet Day? Featuring Mariah Carey and Boys to Men. Because nothing in that song is intelligible. I it, didn't like it when it came out, so that would be the last time I heard it. It's it's just elongated vowel sounds. <laughs> well, yeah. With, <laughs> with like, it, I swear, I, you guys know I love my Boys to Men. Uh, of course, yes. Motown Philly's back again. It's, it's, I mean, it is the foundation of Continue Podcast. Welcome, everybody. Continue Podcast. Uh a show that is ostensibly about video games, but also the slowest of jams. And like, w- like one sweet day, I think is the nadir of boys to men and Mariah Carey. Oh, it is. It is. It's, it's a nightmare. Like it is, it's, it's what if we put boys to men and Mariah Carey in the saucepan to caramelize it down and get the sweetest bits, but you leave it on too long. Yep. And now it's just, burnt and crusted on the bottom of the pan and if and you eat it you get the, the you get the idea of what it, it could have been it's there yeah the flavor's there yeah but it's it, like nobody just wants three minutes and 23 seconds of yeah it's, yeah it's bad well this uh, is it's it comes from a time when people were were still amazed by mariah's vocal acrobatics Yes. So, like, it, that's all it is, is the scale. It's up and the down and the... Ah, and the it's like, okay, girl, we get it now. Please I, ha- have I, some tea. It's fine. It's surprising that it took us this long to get there. It's very surprising that it took us this long it's to true. get there. It's true. But it's not that surprising. It actually is surprising that it took us this long to get here, everybody. We're sorry for the one-week delay. Uh, we we had a little window, a summer lapse uh, a little gap between the last couple of episodes, but we are here now. My name is Anthony John Agnello, uh, and as Dave Roberts said, uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse is a television program that is a living incarnation of me, it's, um, uh, which is troubling uh, on a number of levels. That's true. Uh, we also have uh, Susan Ard. Hello, Susan. I'm wondering now. I'm wondering what the television art incarnation of me would be. And I feel like it has to have Jane Lynch on it. All right, f- feel me. All yeah, right. okay, I think, yeah. I think, yep. I think the television show that is the incarnation of you hasn't been made yet. Oh. But at one point in the future, there will be an episode of Doctor Who that is also Great British Bake Off <laughs> themed. <laughs> and, like, ever, like, you know, it'll be a Doctor Who episode, so it'll descend into, like, macabre comedic horror yeah yeah at one yeah point. yeah but there will be some kind of baking competition involved yes there will it will there will be a baking competition involved. got it susan we talked about this briefly together earlier this week i do want to just stress the point while we're talking about tv here at the top of the show we're going to talk a little bit more about tv before getting to video games in general but lower decks oh is- god Fucking terrible! It's what are you doing? So bad. What? What what's is this? happening over there? Lo- okay, is, so Lower uh, Decks is the okay. So Lower Decks is a cartoon 
uh, animated Star Trek show. Not as good as Star Trek oh, the Animated Series, by the which way. Which rules. Which rules. It it's does so rule. good. It does. And it is based on, there's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation called Lower Decks, which is all about, like, ensigns and first lieutenants who do stuff that is not cool on they the keep Enterprise. The ge- they keep the gears moving. Exactly. Like, they're all junior officers. They never see Picard. It's And it's a really fun episode. And so this show is all about, it's not the Enterprise, it's, it's the ship that makes second contact. And... <laughs> It's oh which is God. a great idea. It's a brilliant premise, and it's so bad. They have they they looked at Rick and Morty and said, "Okay, this show is very very funny. How how do we do funny? Obviously, you have to talk really really fast. That is the secret yep. to humor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just do that, and whatever no you jokes. say will be funny. Yeah, no jokes or cleverness inside of that nope. dialogue. Nope. Or or using that speed to. You talk fast and you ramble uh, off the cuff because the comedy comes from improvisation. It's It's, so bad. It's so shockingly terrible. Well, and it also looks like I saw the the trailer when it made the rounds and it all like it looks like every single like adult cartoon show. Yeah. Yeah. It has no visual style. It's not funny. It it. It has a. It, it doesn't have to be Star Trek either. Yes. Yes. Ah, bad. It's yeah, not good. Not good. Super, uh, super terrible. Opposite of Star Trek Lower Decks, very good is Staff Roberts, Dave Roberts. Hello. I have a week off from work. I'm very, I'm very excited about this. I'm, that is very exciting. Yeah. You got uh, a Game Boy Color and everything. Yeah, You're I bought a Game go. Boy Color. Well, that's coming in the mail. Probably won't get here till later. Wait, but no, like an I, actual Game Boy a, Color? An actual Game Boy Color in the, in the mail. Uh, Did you get well, the, the Frost one? What would you get? I got the purple one, but the plan okay. is I'm going to replace it with a transparent shell and get a ba- like a an uh, IPS screen. That's basically what I want to do is I want. I've got uh okay. I have a screen for the wide Game Boy coming in Monday. Going to put the lit screen on that. I want to replace the one in the flippy SP mm-hmm. that I have. Uh, eventually want to get a pocket and a DMG <laughs> and I've fully gone down this rabbit hole. Wow. <laughs> now you're that guy. <laughs> It's, it's fun uh, though. It's, it's like it's as far as modding stuff goes. It, it seems like a really good beginner project because there's not mm-hmm. really a whole lot of moving parts. They're small. Yeah. Um, they're pretty cheap. affordable. Too. They're afford. They're not. Yeah, they're affordable. Yeah. Like you can still get a Game Boy any model from 1989 to now and still like it's not going to destroy you. I'm looking this up. up. I'm looking uh, it up. I will say, Dave. Now you've got to you've got to follow me. The only. I, the only Game Boy I will ever own again, and one day I'll get it, but it's, you know, with the way time is going and the way the gaming market is going, I, I mean, it's increasingly unlikely I'll never do it, but my dream is to get a Game Boy Light. Yes. Have you guys, Susan, have you ever seen a Game Boy Light? I don't it's know. A, it's basically it, it, a Game Boy Pocket with a backlight in it. It's, oh. yeah, and it, it only came out in Japan. And the, as far as, like, a backlit screen in a portable gaming console, it's fucking bizarre. Do you remember the old Casio watches in the early 90s? Of course. That, like, had that, like, like a sort of, like, glowing green hue under the LCD screen? There were the commercials for them 
where uh, a lightning bug like falls in love with the Cassio watch. Oh, that, like, that's ringing a bell. Yes. Strangers yes. in the night. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <laughs> uh, there you go. There you go, Cassio. That one stuck. Uh, <laughs> it's the exact same type of lighting solution. And they're so cool. They like it's it's a really great way to play old black and white Game Boy games, but they're they're very hard to find, not beat up. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, one day, one day. One thing I've uh, learned uh, with the pocket because it uses two AAA batteries. Uh, one installing like a proper modern screen in it reduces battery life to about two hours. Ooh. Uh, and two, Ooh. if you install that and you try to use like an EverDrive, like a like a cart that you can load with ROMs and stuff in it, it literally it can't power it because they both That's use. That's funny. <laughs> oh. you, like you turn it on and it, like it goes ding and then it it's just like, resets. Mm, and then, yeah, no. Yeah. No. Wow. That's that's super interesting. Well, how can you fix that? Yes. You, like, you, well, you have to it, you have to install a lithium ion battery. <laughs> Dave, this is a ridiculous project. I love it. I love it. I love I'm it. very excited. I love Frankensteining together would be perfect. I, I've, I've wanted to learn how to solder for so long, and this feels like the time to do it. Yeah, it's so. a good way to do it. Uh, all right, so there's something I wanted to talk about with you guys, and I want you to, to sit with me, because what I'm about to say is going to sound very unlikely. Okay. And I thought it was also unlikely. Over the past week and a half, I have watched all two 13 episode seasons mm-hmm. of the Harley Quinn show. Oh yeah. It's amazing. It is fucking amazing. Yeah. And I don't under, I, I, I don't know how that's possible. I don't know what happened. I don't know who assembled the comedic talent, both on and off screen for this show to make it as good as it is. Dave, this show this is, is... This is for the streaming platform that's probably going to go defunct soon, right? It, 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 it is. is going they to laid, disappear. They laid off the entire staff, so... Cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all... DC Universe no longer exists. So that is correct. I don't know who's going to make this program going forward, but it is wonderful in every way. And I, It's going to HBO Max. It's already... That's where I watched it. That's where I... It's there you go. all on there. And uh, it's very good. And it, the best way to describe it, it, it is almost shocking how similar it is in terms of like a basic premise. It is just the Venture Brothers, but with uh, DC characters, like actual licensed characters, as opposed to mm. made up parodies of characters where it's where we're going to tell the story of losers with hearts of gold inside this fantasy world and it's going to be very sort of deconstructionist rather than you know a straight superhero story or like even a straight satire it's going to be very uh self-aware self-aware without being smarmy about it there's nothing self-congratulatory about it right and what what makes it all so precious is like the molten core of real human experience underneath it uh and susan i I don't I don't get to like make this call, but I think it's probably one of the best shows about women like that stars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On television. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Because Harley isn't there to be an accessory. She's not there to 
push you know, to to be the eye candy. She's not there to you know whatever. She's a person. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. She, she and her her best friend, uh, Poison Ivy, are yep. people. Yeah. And it and it's about very like the underlying like the 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 sort of episode to episode plot is like them just try the struggle that they have to go through to just be people. Yep. And I am astonished by how good this this show is. And uh, I want everybody who listens to this show to go watch it. We do have uh, some continue podcast backers watching us record this one live, listening in live as we do it. And they're all actually stating Nick Grugan, one of our listeners, is saying, yes, absolutely. It's so good. Anybody else listening right now, go fucking watch the show. Go out of your way to watch the show. Yeah. I wanted to bring up Harley Quinn, not just to be like, this is fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I think people need to make less stuff. <laughs> and I agree. <laughs> here's, here's the deal. The only reason I checked out this show, the only reason in the world I checked out this show is a very old friend of mine who got in touch and he and I used to, in the very early days of New York Comic Con, when it first started, he and I would write bits for a comedy show that would play at the beginning of New York Comic Con. And our bits were the based around the idea that Bane, the Batman villain Bane, was the biggest loser in comic book history. You got to keep in mind, this was like 2006, 2007. Right. Tom, Tom <laughs> Hardy... Tom Hardy going, no, 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 years away, <laughs> years away. So I just created this just hapless douche version of Bane who talks like this. <laughs> Everybody, Dan Gildo, you give me job, new Batman comic, because it Bane, it always Bane. And to discover a show that it's not the exact same delivery, but has imagined Bane in <laughs> precisely the same <laughs> way is incredible. So my friend who's a diet, he, he and I used to write these and do the bit together. And he's like, you have to watch this show. And I was like, man, I'm not going to fucking watch a Harley Quinn show. Like I'm not, do I look like I work at hot topic? That's <laughs> not, that's not for me. Favorite bands, uh, my chemical romance, right? This, there's, <laughs> Gonna there's go to war tour later. There's limited time in my life. I have I yeah. have, the clock is fucking ticking. Yeah, it's like spawn. Isn't that what what the type of person that likes Suicide Squad knows about? They like spawn. Yeah, they got fun. the little clo- they got the clock uh, telling how long he's gonna be alive for. I I wouldn't. I'm not gonna waste my time. But then I he his recommendation and pointing out that the Bane-ness uh, present in the show caused me to watch it. And I'm like, you know, now that I did watch it, that is a problem for you, Mr. Warner Brothers. <laughs> Don't make 50,000 things that are not funded. Make like 10 things and make like five of them your A-game. They're all really good. And then make a couple that are just okay. And then make three that you think suck just to like pad out the programming schedule. But how 
Like, there's a reason DC Universe exploded this past week. How's anybody going to find any of this shit? At all. They don't have the time. They don't have the access. There's too much noise. Make fewer things. Just make fewer things. As my wife pointed out before we recorded this, that is going against what I do for a living. (laughs) I need there to be lots of things to do what I do. Uh... In my job as a creative person, I don't care. (laughs) I think that we'd all be better off if we just made a little bit less shit. My name's Andy Rooney, and this is (laughs) (laughs) Sick. Seriously, am I I off my fucking rock? No, no, no. no. I know that this isn't like a new thought. I'm not (laughs) suggesting that it is. Like Mr. Original Agnello over here with his fancy philosophy degree. No, like I, 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 for me, I think it's like things need to be made with a purpose. You know, Mm -hmm. like someone needs to have a vision. Someone needs to, rather than just checking boxes on a, like uh, when I was live streaming the other day, like um, somehow Anthem came up and in my head, like it just, I, I just started talking about how like, that game just feels like EA needs a game. BioWare is a studio that they own. They need to make a game. Jetpacks are cool. Let's make a game called Anthem. But like no one sat down to say like, well, why do why does this need to exist in the world? What purpose does this serve? Other than like, I don't know, we got a we got like a bunch of art designers that we have to pay and we can't fire because then you know, I don't know. Like, it, it just feels like a lot of companies, like, you look at franchises that go on forever, like Halo or whatever, and it, and it just feels like at some point someone has to go, like, why are we still doing this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. Like, do, I mean, that is- do, we, do we need to keep doing this? Is this something that, like, we all, like, you know, they're all going to go on, on their... V- five-minute advertising video docs and say, yes, we have deep, meaningful stories to tell in the Halo universe, but do you? Really? Do you? Still? I mean, if you do, I, that's great, but... Like, I, 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 as I was watching Harley Quinn and just admiring every part of it, the performances, the writing, even the animation is lovely. I love every part of this show. Uh, I was thinking about how so many of the sort of foundations of what we think of as television exist 80 years later just because uh, like it worked once and it worked once because there was just a fucking void yeah like there what we think of as like the late night talk show the late night talk show didn't like come out of this tradition where it's like well, the oral tradition of of chat theater decided to make the jump. It started from the most cynical place in the world where the people who had control to the airwaves, like in their region, said, oh man, well, we're just fucking canning out at 6 p.m. and there's just no more TV. We're just putting on a waving American flag. We have to sell uh, Mentadent toothpaste. And they're like, you know what? I bet we can sell garbage advertising in the middle of the night. So let's just make whatever. And that's how you get Jack Parr. Like, they're like, Jack Parr, what do you got? And he's like, uh, I guess I'll fucking 
talk to James Baldwin or some shit? I don't this know. Is, well, th- and, and this is... And this is true in movies. This is true in television. This is true in everything. One thing does something new and brilliant yes. and makes a gazillion dollars. Right. And everyone... And then you get all the ones that come after it, and one or two of them will be really, really good, and most of them will be terrible. What ha- the whole re- the whole reason reality TV exists is Survivor, <laughs> and Survivor exists because there was a writer strike. Yep, and they needed TV programming, and there was nobody to write it, so they went, uh, okay, and Survivor came out and was a massive, massive hit, and so now we have. Real Housewives of Poughkeepsie, and <laughs> oh, that one's rough. <laughs> and 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 all these dating sh- the dating shows really bother me. Like they offend me on a spiritual level. Like Love Island and and blo- I got married to someone on the bus and just like this this whole it's just. Susan, it, you got to get to season three if I married somebody <laughs> on the bus. Now. That's where it's that's where it takes off. Really, it's just Bear so. McCreary wrote the score for season three of I Got Married on a Bus. It's fucking intense. And it's, it's the thing is, there's all these. It's 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 very very niche. Like you'll yeah. get someone who, it, although The Bachelor is horrifying and I don't understand it, but somebody will love Real Housewives of, of Poughkeepsie, right? Yeah. Like, And so even though it's garbage, there are en- enough people who want things fed to them Yes, that it will do well enough. They're just, they're just, but there needs to be a void. The void is useful. The void is useful because it, it encourages creativity, and yes. it also encourages people to go seek. Yes. The people do that, not seek anymore. They just I, wait for something to to float by them and they go, I, that'll do. And that's and that's their that's that's not their fault. No. That's not their fault. They have no there is no ability to seek anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I something I have discovered in sort of my transition away from media to the other side of the tracks of being like a creative at a content and production company is like all of these companies that make this stuff are like, well, you know, our real problem is discoverability. I'd be like, I know, I know it's discoverability. (laughs) That's everyone's problem. (laughs) That's everyone's problem. Stop making so much shit. Make a little shit and put Put your money in that, stupid! Take one risk! One! One risk! Just take a risk, and if it doesn't work, try something else. Because a Harley Quinn show is very good, but nobody's gonna subscribe to DC Universe because they already subscribe to 58 billion other things, you fucking dum-dums! There it is. That's, I mean, that's the real issue because you get you get something like an hbo max and perry mason perry mason is amazing it's so good but it's also on hbo freaking max which has the power of hbo behind it and hbo has been around since people had to go actively look for things they have a a grand history of filling voids yes yes a lot of voids Yep. Uh, they looked. They looked at the landscape, 
of, of premium cable television, everybody, in 1989, and they said, you know what's missing? Boobs. And they're like, dream on! And Tales <laughs> from the Crypt, yep. we're gonna fill it up with tits. And Wait, and did Tales from the Crypt have a lot of tits? Oh, man, let me tell you, Susan. <laughs> <laughs> If you were a 10-year-old boy in Got 1992. <laughs> I see. <laughs> because it was it was always a risk though. You're like, you're like, all right, number one, I gotta sneak out of my bedroom at night. I'm gonna get in trouble if I'm, uh, I'm caught out of bed. And this is the problem is Tales from the Crypt. And that guy, even when he laughs, it scares me a lot. You gotta you gotta weigh. You gotta, you gotta, you're sitting there. Risk reward, ten, risk when, reward. Yeah, you're, no, you're, you're, you are at 10. You live your life perpetually like Indiana Jones sitting in front of the golden idol, like, hmm, like rubbing your beard. <laughs> you're like, how am I gonna see some boobs? <laughs> and you're like, you're like, there they are, I saw one. And then they're like, no, a dragon's coming out of the background. Oh God. Why did he get that tattoo? It was, they said it was cursed. Anyway, HBO was great at that shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so HBO Max, still very good. Harry Mason, Harley Quinn, they have pedigree. Everybody else, fucking make less. Netflix, make less, guys. Make less. Hulu, make a few, make a few Yeah, I, I, I yeah. feel like... I f Peacock, just I don't stop. Know. Peacock, just go yeah. away. Yeah. Just go away. You don't need to be here. It will Put never... the office back on Netflix. It'll be Guys, fine. Friends is never coming back, NBC. It's over. It's over. The dream is dead. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston has moved on. It's fine. Um, right? I I, I, and I think a lot of that feeling, too, is like... And it might just be the people I follow. Like, I might just be in a bubble, like a social media bubble. But it does feel like a lot of people during this pandemic are seeking things that already exist to enjoy. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely, because like, and that's that's the thing. It's like I I don't need, H. I mean, like we have HBO Max because we got like a year free or whatever through something. But like, I don't need Peacock. I don't need that nope. DC thing. Like nope. for me, it's like because I have the Criterion Channel, and there's all these movies that I've never seen before that are all like, if not amazing, they're at least like you're like, oh, I realize why that's important, even though it bored me stiff. Um, and I feel better as a person for watching it. Uh, like it's just there, there's so much that's already out there that's just waiting to be rediscovered. You know, like yeah. and like, you get that with music. Like just people, like like the the whole city pop explosion happened because some people were like, dude, in the '80s, Japan made a bunch of disco and it kicked ass, and then they put it on YouTube and everyone fell in love with it. I feel like. Or that amazing thing that Susan discovered and shared with us today. Poolside FM. Yes. Amazing. And that's just, that's all like, I like, you know, I, I don't want to sound like a hipster douche more. I, <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> you're not, you're like, not pounding 30 past blue ribbons. Right. I'm not pounding 30 past blue ribbons. But like, I, you know, like, like I love vaporwave shit because it is almost a response to this this reverse gluttony of creation this like need to just force feed the world all mm -hmm. of this shit and vaporwave stuff like poolside fm everybody look it up poolside.fm in your web browser it's like let's 
let's comment on this world by taking all of these different parts and reassociating people with this good stuff that we already have. I don't know. Susan, what, what if you could remove one thing from the media landscape? <laughs> let's play a game. <laughs> okay. Let's play a game together. You can make one thing vanish from the media landscape. What is it? When, when you say thing... It could be anything. It could be a platform. It could be a series. It could be hardware. It can be whatever you want. Mm. Anything. Oh, gosh. It's hard, right? It is, but I think... Mm. I was going to say original content from streaming services. <laughs> that's, actually, that's actually, that's really cool. <laughs> because. That's it, interesting. Right? Because, because here's, the problem is if you, you, because when you, when you are making original content for your streaming service, a lot of it is going to be complete shit. But sure. on the other hand, you also get, you can get more experimental stuff. You can get stuff that won't fly with advertisers, all of that like it streaming services are now what cable channels used to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so yeah i know i think uh yes all network streaming services must die no oh, cbs all access love no it. peacock mm -hmm. no stop it stop, stop it. it each channel does not get its own individual app and streaming service no so we just went back to cable Look, that's all that right. happened. Exactly. We were, we were paying for cable, and then Netflix and comes more, along. And they, and, and they managed to make it more expensive. Like, just now, stop it. Stop, stop it. it. No, you don't get to do that. No, that's what has to end. Dave, you got the negation gun. What do you, what do you hit? What goes? What's out? Disney. Oh, what? Shit, you crazy bastard. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me rephrase. No, no. All right. Yeah. Disney owning everything in the goddamn yes. world. I there you I, go. I want Disney to not be as important as it is. You want you want them to you want I want them to go back to being like on the verge of bankruptcy after the Black Cauldron. Right. You know, just when, like being so want, like making wanna, weird shit but like not making a lot of money from, from it. Yeah, you you want them hungry. You want who framed Roger Rabbit Disney. Yeah. Not uh well, yeah, all right. Hard to argue with that. Yeah, I just like the the you know they they own everything. Everything that they, they make has to be a goddamn event. Everything that they make has to be the most important the most important thing ever made. And it's like, dude, you're you're you've remade Lion King, but it looks shittier. Guys. Yeah. Stop. Yeah, it. that's fair. It's not that's important. Fair. It's not important. You're not make this is this is not art. Um John oh, fuck John off. John, John No, I know. Uh, John Favreau. But no, like <sighs> But no, you're Just, right. They, but, they, yeah, well, and then, because and, they own everything, everything has that same kind of sheen to yeah. it. Uh, yeah, it's all, it's all, it ends up feeling very uniform. Yeah, yeah. and then, when, and then you get people, then you get like, like fucking nerd Twitter accounts tweeting, name a better image than this, this screenshot from Avengers Age of Ultron. And it's just like fucking blue and orange and clouds and everything has a Vaseline smear over it. And you're just like, uh, watch a, watch a different movie. 
Watch any yeah. movie. Well, uh, and then, and then, children. And then now that they own Fox, they won't let people show Fox movies and repertory. Ci- I mean, cinemas don't exist anymore. But like repertory cinemas, like they they're now that they've overturned the whole like uh, separation of like theater and studio. Now they're gonna own cinemas again. So that's gone. I don't know. I just they don't. You don't need to be that big. That's you don't true. need to be that big. You don't need to own that's true. culture. No, that's true. You don't. That's Little Mermaid was fine. It's weird, but I don't know. Like, no, no, you don't need to make up. it a fucking. It's not fucking lifestyle choice. All right, so I just watched Little Mermaid for the first time in thirty years. Uh, yeah. With my daughter. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's do this. Let's watch this movie. I haven't seen it. I want to see that movie's fucking weird. Okay. That movie's weird. It's very weird. It's got a troubling message because <laughs> that movie is about a sixteen-year-old girl who's like. I saw a guy, he's got black hair. I'm gonna just, here, take my voice and I'll exchange it for a vagina. Uh, take my voice, and now I've got uh, human lady parts and legs. I'm gonna go on land. He falls in love with her when she can't talk. Straight up, he goes in for that kiss on the boat. I'm so glad you had a daughter, dude. And, and like, and he's Yes, fucking, welcome he's, to the the inherent problem with fairy tales, and, dude. And wait, and wait, it's so much worse. It's so much worse than the usual fairy tale. Because then at the end, they defeat the giant octopus lady by fucking stabbing her through the chest with a boat. And then his, her dad is the one who gets to make the decision. And she's so sad. It's like, oh, my daughter's sad. I'm going to let my 16-year-old marry the adult. Here's a vagina. Fuck you, little mermaid. Also, that priest has a boner. What? I mean, like really? they might have edited it out, but on the original VHS copy, it's one of those things you you, you learn in like middle school. And you're like, <laughs> it's true. Uh, so you rewind the, the scene on the boat when they're having the, pre- yeah, the, the pre- preacher has a raging boner. Susan, for I a think couple you can friends. see I'm in for the war. I'm here. It, like, it's just it's just so cute when you ru- run up against the patriarchy and it's like, oh, makes me so angry. It's all bad. Makes me so angry. I was going to say venture capital for my answer. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a good one. Very, yeah, that's no, not that, that's, well, I mean, it would that would do something. I would. Fi- yeah, it would fix a lot. It's not a very fun answer. So my fun answer is that I would just Thanos it. I would just... Half of it's gone, everybody. Half the content in the world? Half of it. Half half of all okay, of it. Okay, so yeah. are we talking like half of everything just taken individually? Or are we saying like... Because in that case you would say, yeah, like, okay, so you get I Final am. Fantasy 2 and 5, but 7's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Yeah. yeah. And it's indiscriminate, too. It's, it's just, <laughs> just inexplicable. They went from give five to, to eight. It's you, weird. All you get from here on out is Final Fantasy 2 and 11. And Mystic Damn. Quest. <laughs> and Mystic Quest. Oh, God. Fuck Mystic it. Quest is bad. I don't care. The soundtrack's good, though. Yeah, oh, stop it. Gone. Gone. Um, all right. I'm going to trade the angel oh, seat. No. Nick says Mass Effect Andromeda. Nick says Mass Effect Andromeda is the only one left. No. Oh, my God. Now no, your face only, can be tired. The only the only one left is Mass Effect 3 on Wii U. That's it. There's no other. 
The only Obsidian game left is Alpha Protocol. Okay, that game PS3. rules, though. That's, but it's the that's PS3 kind of okay. one. It's the oh, PS3 one. That's buggy, buggy as shit. Yeah, and it's terrible. Um, I'm trading the anger seat. I'm getting out of the anger seat. Susan Arndt's going to sit in the anger oh, seat. Oh, my God. Uh, and I need an education because I don't know what this shit is. Uh, we're back to the there's too much stuff. I don't have time to find out what all this shit is. What what is Fall Guys, Susan? I don't even know. I have no idea. Oh no, that's that's a heavy sigh. Okay. <laughs> First of all, I'm going to preface all of this by saying that this game has made my husband into a maniac. <laughs> fall Guys is actually. A really great idea. It takes the Battle Royale concept. Lots of people start, then there's only one winner. But moves towards democratizing it. So that it's not like the person who's been playing it 10 hours a day for the past month is the one who always wins. And if you just started playing today, forget it, you're screwed. It's always going to suck for you. As in, like, PUBG. It is... A collection of mini games. Each game it starts with 60 people, and then there are a series of mini games, and each mini game uh, narrows down the field. So after the first one, maybe there's 42 left, and then after that one, maybe there's 36 left. Whatever. Until the very last game, there's but four to 12 people left, and they play a game, and whoever wins that game is the winner of the battle royale. Great. It is very, very cute. It's got very, very bright colors. Your characters are little jelly bean shaped figures with just eyes. They don't even have a mouth. It's just eyes and arms and legs. And they have are they, costumes. Are they supposed to be jelly beans? Is that what they are? They're not supposed to be jelly beans, but that's what they look like. All right. There's little bean guys, and you get little costumes for them, which is very cute. And the games are all very, very silly. Like, you know, there are obstacle courses, and then there's team games where you have to play soccer with giant soccer balls that are like three times as tall as you, and it takes four of your team members to push it at all. Very, very cute. The thing that is, that is genius about Fall Guys, the best thing about Fall Guys, is also the worst thing about Fall Guys, in that skill is only about half of it. The other nice. half is blind luck. Why? why? Pure why? By design, they wanted it to be 50% chaos, 50% skill. For example, where you start, for I mean, the, the mini games you get to play, that's random. Where you start on the, the board is random. Uh, you might be in the front row of 40 people, you might be in the back row of 40 people. Whatever. And all of that is fine. Why I want this game to burn is it does shit like you can only do three things in the game. You can jump, you can dive, and you can grab. That's it. That's another thing that's great about the game. It doesn't have it doesn't have like super intricate controls and thinking about your loadout and the meta game and all that. No, no, no. You can only do three things. It's all very, very simple. You understand it immediately. There is lag. 
after the jump. You hit the button, and then there's a beat, and then you jump. Yeah, the guys are kind of floppy, too. They're very floppy, but then, and that, that, that is aggravating, but you can become accustomed to it. Play it for long enough, and you'll get the, the rhythm down, and then you're fine. Okay, but then, sometimes, when you jump, when you land, you fall down. Because, because, because the game hates you, because the game wants to kill you and make your life miserable. Sometimes you fall down and then it takes your character like a second, a second and a half to get back up. So when you're trying to do like a jump rope game with this freaking beam that is rotating around the circle and you have to jump very precisely and then you fall down and it's not your fault, but you fell because the game decided it was time to fall down and then the bar comes around again and knocks you off. And then you lose. And I don't like that. <laughs> Susan. Yes. This sounds. This sounds like the big, like the end of the first act of the rom com. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like I just hate them so much, and I can't stand and them. And at the end, t- act two weeks from now, you guys are married for inexplicably. You've married a fall guy. No. <laughs> No, 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 no. I, I played this game every day, right when it came out, for, for about an hour or so a day. And I stopped when I recognized how angry I was every night when I turned it off. Like, not just frustrated or, oh, man. No, no, no. Anger. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I, I, because the mini games are challenging enough. Like winning is not easy, mm-hmm. no matter what, without the bullshit of, oh, ha ha, you fell down that time. Now you're screwed and you can't win. And doesn't that just suck? Ha ha. And then, and then, <laughs> then, <laughs> then there's the grabbing. Now, some of the some of the games require you to they will put a little tail, a cute little raccoon tail or a little fox tail on your character and you will have to run after the characters and grab the tail and now that you have the tail and it's like keep away. Okay? That is some of the shittiest control ever. Ever. It is so like and sometimes you'll be like right on a dude and you'll go to grab the tail and ooh, it didn't work. And then there's like an inch of landscape between you and the guy chasing you. And ah, he got your tail. Why? I don't know. Just because. Just because that's the way the game is. But then, and that's shitty. But then there are people who play this game who just fuck with you. They're not trying to win. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean? There are people who will wait at the finish line. Yeah, they sure do. And they will try to push you off. They will try to hold you so you can't make progress. They will try to trip you. 
Yes! They just want to watch the world burn! Oh, why do I want to go install this game? This right is now. this is Anthony Agnello expresses affection. The game. Oh my God! It's really troubling that you describe that, and I'm like, oh, now I want it. This is the first time I've ever heard of a battle royale where I was like, there's an element of this where it encourages you to just fuck with people who are taking it too seriously because that sounds. Great. I don't see as trying to complete the goal as taking it too seriously, sir. <laughs> it sounds like it just sounds wonderful. Oh, all right. So all I right. just want to try to finish the game. I, now, now we're getting to the second act of the rom-com. <laughs> I feel like we're getting back, getting back to a place of affection. I, do, I, I, I can't tell if you think it's bad. Or if you just don't like the way it makes you feel. Do you um, think it's bad or do you, do you just not like the way it makes you feel? Because I, I get both. I get both perspectives. I absolutely do not enjoy it. It is not for me. I do not. I don't like losing because random. Right. Right. Unless that is an inherent part of the game. Like there's like you take something like Tharsis. Yeah, sometimes it, it is baked into the game that sometimes you're just going to get a lousy roll and and there's nothing you can do about it. And that's mm -hmm. fine. This kind of arbitrary. Removes the fun for me completely because it's hard enough to win without that stuff. Yeah. It, it's it's still if there was no challenge, if it was easy, except the game fucked with you, then fair. But it. And, and that's that's where I'm not sure if it's bad design or not, because I mm. really do like that there is a Battle Royale style game that lets someone casual have almost as much chance as someone who plays it every single day. Mm. That's really hard to do. And that is fantastic, because while I absolutely think there should be games that are just for the best of the best, the, the people who really work on being good at it, there also need to be competitive games for people who are kind of good at it. Sure, yeah, yeah. And, and this is a way to achieve that by, in, by having 50% of the game be chaos and it, 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 it just wasn't your turn this time. Yeah, it, it democratizes it a lot. And I, and I like that philosophy a great deal. Yeah, I also, like, it's very appealing that they've managed to find something and who knows what kind of legs this thing has. Sure. Uh, but has captured people's attention with this format and it's like gun free. Like, Ex yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, my son and I were playing it. Like he, yeah. he, he saw yeah. a video of it. He's like, I want to check that out. And I was like, well, I got it on PS plus. Let's check it out. And yeah, like he can jump in and, you know, not so, Dave, do well, but he can still uh, the, talk about, talk about your your perspective, all this. I mean, I so won, so like, you're the I'm, you're the way. Fuck you. <laughs> so Dave, so Dave got good. Dave uh, it, got but good. no, it is it is pure luck because like one time, like I got to the end, and the last one that I got to was the hex level, and I just. I just like f I'm gonna focus on a path and I run. You, the thing is like there are these little hexes, and each hex that you jump on falls away, and there are layers of hexes, and it's the last person standing on one of the hexes uh, 
wins because everyone else is like falling into this like pink goo. And I just, I, I was like, okay, all I like just laser focused on, I have to run, jump, run, jump. And like, I thought I was going to lose because I had fallen like five levels because, you know, as people are falling, they're also making the layers below fall. So even if you're up at the top, if you fall down, you can go. But I, I, I guess I stuck it out to the last second, but no, then the very next round, like I beefed it on the first round, just really bad. So, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's tough because it, there's, there's there is a lot of randomness but the way that i see it it's less like it feels like a carnival game like a game show like very much so. yeah like, well like, i mean and, that's, that's what it's supposed to be is a game yeah. show you're you're on a, an episode of a game show oh and is I, that that's the yeah. milieu like yeah. all right all right yeah and i feel like you know there are people who take game shows very seriously um <laughs> And I feel then, attacked. No, and I don't mean to att- attack you, but no, like, I mean, there are people who take any game too seriously. Like, people well, call of true. duty, blah, blah, blah. And I'm, you know, I'm not that person. I'm like, okay, I had a fun couple of rounds and I put it away and I'm done. Uh, and I think, like, that's kind of the way that you have to approach it because you will just get your ass handed to you constantly. Uh, and you kind of have to just be okay with, like, having a fan whip you halfway across the room and then fall and then go from like first place to 30th place. I don't yeah. know. Like, it's just like, that's the kind of game that it is. Um, and you know, like have playing it with my son, I think took a lot of that out too. Cause it's, we're just playing together and like whatever happens, happens. I'm not right. like trying to win. So I think, I think that's true because you're not expecting to succeed yeah. when you're just, you're playing with how old is he now? So he's six. He's six. Yeah. Yeah. When you, six. That's, yeah. yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Time's a bastard. Uh. Uh, but yeah, when you're when you're playing with your kid, it's about it's about them and about your time with them mm-hmm. and the success or whatever does going on the game is kind of ancillary to all that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, like it is like that, that's the thing. It's like it's a competitive game, but it wants you to just play it like. Like, it's no big deal. I don't know. It's kind of weird because they have all the, like, the battle pass stuff. And if you win, you get a ton of experience, which lets you unlock things, uh, like new skins. So they want you to play a lot and try to win. But on the other hand, it's very much like a, eh, fuck it. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's a weird balance. And I it's, don't know if they hit it. It's obviously a very different thing. But it sounds like it's sort of tapping into the same sense of fairness as Mario Kart, where it's interested in just being like, I don't care how good you think you are. Here's something that's here's a blue shell. Here's a blue shell. But I feel like I feel like 100 percent Mario Kart is like someone it's their first time playing it is not going to beat someone who plays it every day. That's true. But there are all of these things built into it to make that more possible. You know what I mean? True, 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 true. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I are. <laughs> it's so interesting that it makes you so angry. I like. <laughs> I, <clears throat> yeah. Are you going to play any more of it? Are you no! going to go back? No. <laughs> I don't know if I believe you. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be no. like a Tetris 99 situation with Anthony. Oh, oh man! Ah, oh, boy. Now I'm my uh, my uh, so Penny, my daughter, 
she's been playing like because you can look on like profiles to see how many hours someone's been playing it and we got her like a nintendo online and a switch for christmas last year and that's like the game that she plays she's got like 90 hours in it Oh, oh wow! She's also apparently oh, very good at it. That's oh awesome. God. Yeah, I love awesome. that. Yeah. Oh boy! Now with all this talk about Tetris ninety nine, I might, <laughs> might be chasing the dragon tonight, guys. Oh no! <laughs> uh, Susan, should I play this game? I don't know. I, like, it sounds like it might tap into a vein of uh, of social experiment I will, that I enjoy, I will, but... Oh, Jesus. Well, no, you know what? I, I would encourage you to... Oh, it's free on PS Plus right now, so there's no I risk. Have, yeah, I don't have PS oh, don't? Plus anymore. Okay. Yeah, so I would have to pay money. I think it's 20 bucks, and uh, I will tell you that your daughter will love looking at it, because it, okay. it is delightful. Yeah. There are little costumes, you know, there's... Uh, and the costumes are very, very silly, and the colors are really bright and wonderful, and the the environments that you're in are all adorable, but not not like cloyingly cute. Mm. It's just, you know, it's very carnival. It's very, very carnival-esque. So if if nothing else, it'll amuse Lyra. I will and say, then you, I, you I, get I, to be that asshole. I will I'll s- tell uh, Lyra's tastes have transformed recently, guys. Oh. Like, uh, so uh, we actually didn't even talk about this on the show. Recently played through Resident Evil 3, the remake of Resident Evil 3. Yeah, we did talk about it. You said it was we, fine. We, yeah, it's fine. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's it's Dave Roberts certified. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> lowercase f, fine. Uh, but Lyra comes in while I'm playing it, and I was like, oh, honey, no, 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 stay yeah. in the hall. And she she just heard, like, the sounds. She hadn't even looked at the screen yet. She just goes, I brave, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> comes in, and there's a scene in the game where you're like, trying to turn on a generator. That's okay. Resident Evil. You're turning on a generator and they're like spider people in there. Okay. Giant spiders. And it's really gross. Like you're blowing up halves of bodies. And she's just, she walks in. She's like, I'm brave daddy. Looks at the screen and just goes, get him. <laughs> so she likes Resident Evil at four. Nice. Uh, there we are. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's all it's all going right. <laughs> it's all going right. Uh Steph Roberts, Dave Roberts. Yes. Tell me about your quest for the gold. Yeah, the warrior work. I've so yeah, like other than the occasional uh foray into like Fall Guys recently, but I haven't really been playing a whole lot of new stuff. Um but I totally forgot that I had a copy of WarioWare Gold that I had, hadn't had touched since I picked it up two years ago. Oh, my oh man, God. Is it, is it that old it's, now? Yeah, I'm crazy. looking at the Wikipedia page right now. August 3rd, 2018 is when it came oh out in America. God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's it's more WarioWare. Like, if, you, if you're not, those of you at home, if you're not familiar with the, the formula Wario, uh, noted bad boy, and uh, foil to Mario, uh, not bad boy in like a like a Backstreet Boys way, but like you know, not like Will Smith or, or uh, yeah, or, or yeah, Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, no, uh, he's like I'm get rich quick scheme. Why I'm Wario, and video games are a good way to do it to exploit people. It's a you know, I wonder if Nintendo is telling on themselves, but you know, uh, 
And so he gathers a bunch of people to make a bunch of games that he will host a streaming tournament. And uh, it, the whole thing is a scheme for him to just make a whole fuck ton of money. And so you play these little, they're called micro games. Each game is like five seconds long. And it gives you a, um, a command right when it starts. It's like push or press or whatever. And you have to figure out within five seconds what you need to do uh, in order to complete the mini game. Sometimes it's like you have to avoid uh, a foot stomping on this like little little person that's running around on the ground. The foot's like stomping. You just have to move left and right for five seconds. Other times it's like you have to solve little puzzles. You have to react to various things or like uh, it's all very Twitch based. And you just keep doing that until you beat a boss level and then you complete a certain number and then you move on to the next level and the story continues and it's fun and they've been making this game for like 10 years and I think that they need to stop. Okay, okay. Oh. Now, now, one piece of clarity about what you've been playing is that this this game, WarioWare Gold, is supposed to feel like a stopping point. Yeah, because it, it kind of does. It's a Greatest Hits compilation. It is. It takes all of the little games from the original. Which, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's this, like, this, uh, this is going to make you guys... This is going to trouble you guys. The original is 17 years old. No, it's not. <laughs> no, I it's not. I, re I refuse mm -hmm. to believe. Nope. It is... No, it's five years old. 17. It, it is so close to being able to vote. It's very disturbing. Uh, so it takes all the ones from the one that came out 17 goddamn years ago. And then also the ones from the follow-up... Uh, Twisted. The, the Twisted. Mm, and... Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, war so it's it's WarioWare, WarioWare Twisted, WarioWare Touched. Touched, and that's the one I was Yeah, I, and I think... Is it all of them? No, it's, it's like a collection of them. It's okay. Like, okay. Like it's, but like as you get further, it will unlock more of them. It is, I think it's 300 of the games for oh, wow. all of those. None of the, like none of Smooth Moves is in there. The, AKA the funniest game ever made. Hold your uh, Wii Remote. <laughs> Outstretched <laughs> like an elephant's trunk. Oh, yeah. Smooth moves. The funniest game ever made. But, uh, yeah, and I, I don't know how many are new, Dave. I, I don't like, know off the top of my head how I, many are I, new, but it's I a don't large. I think they are. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, it's uh, here's what Wikipedia says. Uh, WarioWare, uh, WarioWare Twisted, Touched. So th I guess there are some from Smooth Moves. Just there re are. Reconfigured for the touch screens. Uh, WarioWare DIY and Game and Wario, in addition to new ones for a total yeah. of over 300. Yeah, Susan, Game and Wario was the Wii U one that five people in history played. It's, and it's not. I great. was thinking about DIY. DIY that, was a three. It was that that was regular DS. DS yeah, and where you, you it was you made your own. You could make like you can make your own micro games and share them with people. It's pretty oh, cool. Oh, so the precursor to Mario Maker, ba yes. basically. Yeah, but like way fiddlier. Like you, mm. there was like a lot of like programming involved. Oh, yeah. Like it's it's wow. very very, it's very robust. Put it that way. Huh. Uh, but like WarioWare Gold, I like it creates like new cutscenes to sort of yeah and there's voice together. acting like like charles martinet uh plays wario uh which is like he it's it's pretty interesting um but yeah like and the cutscenes are are funny like the, it's cute. yeah uh 
but and and the they do some interesting interesting stuff with the the combination of games too because the the idea is that it's pulling from like all of the different games in the series and like twisted was almost entirely based around uh, a physical cartridge i actually just ordered this the other day um it's a physical cartridge with a rumble motor and a gyroscope that you put in the game boy advance yep. and you would twist it to play the micro games and all the games like pretty much exclusively use that and then touched for the ds was almost exclusively touch based games and what the or the microphone you have to blow into the microphone oh, it sucks God. it sucks so it still sucks it sucked then it sucks now uh but then there are modes now so initially they're all the modes are separate so you'll only play like d-pad and a button base game and you'll only play oh. twist games. But then you get to the second half of the story mode, and then there are modes that go, that will throw all the games from different types into a blender, so you basically have to hold your stylus in your hand at all times while trying to play. It's uh, awkward, but like it works. It's, it's interesting. But... My thing, and like like you brought this up, it does feel like a natural stopping point for the series, because I look at this, and I look at the hardware that Nintendo is making and how they have the Switch now. And I just don't know where they go from here. Right. And I but like, like, I feel I, I feel like they they they've they've you know dug this well dry. It has Professor yeah. Layton syndrome. <laughs> yes. 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 Well put. It it is I, I think that's why WarioWare Gold why I like I hadn't played a new WarioWare that excited me in, I, I think Smooth Moves was 2007. Like, Game & Wario was... I, I, did either of you play Game & Wario? Yeah, it's not great. Mm, no, it, I don't think it, I did. It genuinely feels unfinished. It, feel, it feels like a tech demo. Well, and it's like, uh, it's, it's less Touched like... Touched was the last one I played. Yeah. It's less, um, and that one also felt kind of like a tech demo too, because that was like a DS launch game. That was super early. Yeah. Uh, but no, like Game & Wario wasn't even, it didn't even use the micro game concept. It was just a bunch of like mini weird, games. Weird mini games. And it, it felt like the, like the conceit of Game and War, of Wario and WarioWare was, it was meant to be a platform to experiment, to create, mm -hmm. to get weird. Uh, something that sort of people forget in the history of all this was that WarioWare was actually sort of an accident. It came out of the team that made it made the Mario Paint. Well, it was R and D one. It was R and D one. Yeah, one of those uh, research. Like they, they, yeah. they're they're not known for making like mainline games, but that's where all the weird shit comes up that they and, put into other stuff. So they they were the ones that made the Mario Paint sequels, for lack of a better term, for the weird N64 disk drive. Oh, my God. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the, <laughs> the weird 64 DD that only like, I, you know, I think they made 10,000 of them, something like that in Japan. And Mario Artist had these weird mini games. Like if you guys played Mario Paint back in the day, there's yep. like the fly swatter. Mm -hmm. So the the. The original WarioWare micro games were in Mario Artist, and they're fucking strange. Uh, <laughs> and they 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 were like, we we loved making them, so we just kept doing it. And you know that's how you get like the anime woman 
at night, like, weeping, and you need to, like, suck the booger up back up her nose. And yep. Stuff like that. And, and they, they just, they needed, they needed a place to put all of these ideas they had. And that sort of, like, punk, dirty, garbage culture aesthetic just synced up with it. And, you know, Dave, like, it's not just, like, that, like, you're trying to squeeze blood out of that stone. It's that the, and this is going to sound really pretentious, but it's true, the aesthetic culture that it came from is gone. Yeah. That, like, that well, cool 60s pop art thing that was so big in Japan in the early aughts with Space Channel 5 and uh, Mr. Driller. Yeah, and, and well, and you can, you can, if you put the two games side by side, too, like, WarioWare Gold is very, like, if, if it's functionally good-looking. Like, it's a good-looking sure. game. But everything looks a little too nice. It's too nice. It's, it's too, too nice. It's, too, wow. they, it's all wow. smooth, like all the rough edges are smoothed out. Yeah. Some of the stuff like uh, and like you can compare like the different micro games uh, between the two, and it's like the old ones look very like pixelated, like like they were done in a very quick amount of time on purpose. Um, to to give it the feeling that like it is Wario trying to make a quick buck. And it like the aesthetic is really interesting, a uh, lot of personality, and it, it's fucking weird. And then Warrior War of Gold is like, what if we took that but like remade it? This is gonna be harsh, but like, so it looked like the Final Fantasy VI port on Steam. <laughs> it's, no, it's just accurate. That's just an accurate. Like, it's not. It, it's not that bad, but it's like all of the the. It's like they took this like interesting thing. It was like, okay, well, what if we uh, manufactured that uh, mm -hmm. in a factory for millions and millions of people, rather than having this like little homemade thing? Even though you know it's it's fucking code. Like they, it's Nintendo. Yeah. They're making millions of these things. But uh, yeah, it just it feels like like just like like a, almost like a flash game in some ways. But it's like, very it's very twenty. Uh, I always think of that like after the Wii was super successful, it's like that 2008 to 2012 period Nintendo where everything looked like it was, you know, a Tupperware product. Yeah, super polished, uh, super devoid of any, like, personality. Anything yeah. that would signify that this was made by human beings and not, like, developed in a laboratory. Yes, yeah, just sanded down. Um, I don't know, man. I Like, I don't want to count them out. Uh, you know, I... I I think they could make another one. I just, I don't want, if they do another one, they gotta make all new minigames. Like, I can't, yeah. Yeah. I cannot yeah. make the lady sniff up the booger anymore. I can't do it. They have to, <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's charming, it's funny, but, like, they, like, it, and the thing is, especially if you follow the history of WarioWare, they reuse a lot of minigames, um, these micro games throughout all their games. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's not, like, that's not the first time that that's appeared there. So it just it feels like they need to go back to the well and say like okay well what can we do with this concept how do we make this feel like it did the first time and I think they can do it like if anyone can do it it's Nintendo like they I got it I got okay. it I got it So what you do is you 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 make it into something like a Luigi's Mansion or a, a Super Mario Sunshine or something where Mario and the Toads and all that 
go somewhere and then each part of the map is a different collection of micro games. Great idea. Like maybe there's, you know, a collection of micro games that all have to do with water. And yeah. then once you you've beaten all of them, the pipes are fixed or something like that. Wait, Susan, are you describing Nintendo Land if it wasn't fucking terrible? Yes! <laughs> yes, I am! <laughs> Wait, Nintendo Land if it didn't suck? Yeah, I like I, Nintendo Land. Nintendo Land sucks. I like Nintendo, Nintendo Land. Was, oh, oh, God. My son likes Nintendo Land. Oh, boy, is it bad. <laughs> I just. I, but, like, Nintendo Land is from that. I sort hate of Monita. Class. That, that fucking robot that talks to you in that monotone yeah. voice. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. I have a creepy blue face. I like I it, that game desperately needed the soul that the original WarioWare had. Yes. Where it did feel junky and lived in and gross. Like like an actual I, theme park. <laughs> yeah, like an actual yeah. theme park. Yeah, do that. Uh <laughs> man, like I it, when was the last time you guys played the original WarioWare? Like the old <laughs> like literally two days yeah, ago. Like, like two days ago. All right. So my favorite part of that game is you want to talk about some real vapor wave shit. There, <laughs> there are the two characters who are like the cabbies, and there's yeah. like a big oh, dog yeah. and a little cat, and the the sort of milieu, the backdrop for their section is they're picking up a fare. And then they're driving somewhere at night. Right, right, and, right. And what you see between the micro games is the blurred city beyond a windshield with rain following on it and windshield wipers going back and forth. And your lives are little uh, keychains of the little cat guy that are hanging from the rearview mirror. When you lose a life, one drops. And, like, the music that is playing during those sections is almost, like, sort of sad and sweet. Yeah, it's, it's like, like some, like, sad jazz, jazz song yeah, coming out of the speakers of the radio. It's, it's like you're listening to a fucking slow jam on a radio station that you're a little too far away from. And it's, it's got, it's got uh, you know, static because you're not getting the signal right. And everything about it feels so washed out and weird and distant and then you realize that they're doing obviously they did it all on purpose it's junky on purpose yeah and if if you're gonna if you're gonna make this if you're gonna do it again you can't just have it's not just the novelty of the games it's not just the novelty of the new ideas it's it, there's got to be that heart um yeah. it's got it has to feel like it was made by a couple of guys in a basement over yeah. three weeks, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's a hard that's a hard thing that's a hard thing to do, uh, and to make it like actually polished and good. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's it is a video game B movie. Yes, yeah, and it's yeah. very difficult for a AAA studio to make a B movie on purpose and not have it feel inauthentic, gross, and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they're taking the Mickey. Uh, you know, I'll tell you what's made by a few people in a basement over a couple of weeks and kicks yeah. ass. This fucking show. <laughs> Man, that's another thing. Harley Quinn. It's very rare that somebody does the air horn joke outside of this show. And I think it's funny. 
and the the rare deployment of an air horn on Harley Quinn is one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen on television. Every now and again, when they she like a Vic Burger up, joke, yes, and she's just like, <laughs> it makes me laugh very hard, and I wake the other people that sleep in my home up when I'm laughing at it with the jokes. Dave, whose fault is this? This is the fault <laughs> of our. We we can blame. Uh, individually, our <laughs> Patreon backers. We have our, a list! Yes, we have a list. We keep it. Uh, Patreon.com slash continue podcast. $10 or more gets you a special shout out on our show. Uh, so shout outs to Jesse, Thierry Belair, Adam Gauntlet, Adam Condra, Michael Coffey, The Fancy Manatee, Stormshot, Elio Dare, Double Taco, Matthew Peters, Denton Brock, Gluttony One of Seven, Eric Van Quill, Frank Sands, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Yaddle, Ryan Brady, Jacob Christos, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Olmec, Tim Chesson, Ryan Mance, Daniel Squire, Tom Coveney, Galen Houston, and Nick Rugen. Y'all know what you did. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. I really hope that somebody right now is listening to this and this is their first episode of Continue <laughs> and they made it to this point and they're, they like they heard all about Little Mermaid and genitals and fall guys and wow. uh WarioWare and Susan's hatred of the people messing with people at the end of Fall Guys. And I want them to be like, I'm gonna come back because you should. Uh if this isn't your first episode, if it's your second or it's your seventieth, or if you're just uh, you know, tuning back in after a long absence, welcome and please share this show. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash continue podcast and throw a dollar at us, and it makes all the goddamn difference in the world. Uh, I have used part of the funds for this month uh, for our Patreon to fund the purchase of Streets of Rage 4. So, Susan, get ready for talking about old arcade-style games next time. Why? Yeah! Why? It's like you're stuck in a time loop, Susan. Why? Nothing changes. Why? Why? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, you know, if you do have a dollar, it, f- it funds the content that we use to talk about. Uh, Don't say content. Show. Don't bring your job it. in here. I'm going to produce more content. Hashtag content! Don't. Content. Bring your job in here. Let me tell you about audience dynamics, Dave Stop. Roberts. No. <laughs> Speak like a human being. I'm going to make that hot content. Uh, <laughs> don't bring your job in here. It's really funny. <laughs> you guys want to talk about click-through rates? Oh, God. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Susan's talking about that CTR. Whoop, <laughs> there is a point to all this. Share the show. God damn it. Find a human being. <laughs> they're all trapped at home if they're good. <laughs> make them listen. Well, keep make going them listen to it. Tell them to listen to this. Tell them to listen to it right now. I really also hope if anybody is listening to this while you are going to get tested for COVID, that's awesome. Turn it up. My wife got tested for COVID yesterday, and I want to give a special thank you to the Tompkins County uh, testing facility because she pulled up, Friends rolled of the show, down the off. window, and the guy checking people in just goes, Welcome to Camp COVID! <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Yes, human beings. It's a there good attitude. Hope, there, there is hope and sunshine in this world. Share this show. 
Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcast and Spotify. That also lets other, I don't know, fucking weirdos. It does things to the algorithm. I'll praise the algorithm. Discoverability doesn't exist. Everybody. No, it really fucking doesn't. Myth. Uh, we love you a lot. Thank you for listening. You can uh, follow us on the internet at twitter.com slash continue pod. You can go to twitch.tv slash continue podcast and see what Dave is doing in the wee hours of the night. Uh, Susan, where can the people find you elsewhere? You have a show. You have I a do. site. You do all I kinds do. of things. I do. You can find me on Twitter at Susan Arndt. You can listen to my other podcast, which is uh, about horror movies. It's called Long-Legged Beasties, and you can find that at patreon.com slash long-legged beasties or you can head on over to game rant where i talk about movies and video games and write about them and then write funny headlines like hey queeby is just trying its best (laughs) it really is is it is that its best it probably they have the money yeah they're trying oh my god do they have money yeah they got money (gasps) they have so much money anyway that's where you can find me they got runway Dave, I'm bringing my work in here. Oh, God, they got got Runway. They probably have a solid 18 of Runway, unless... Yep. Anyway. Dave Roberts, where can people find you? I could never make it as an advertiser. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at David Robots. You can find my cat right here. Oh, Oh, What a cutie pie. He just woke up from a nap. Hello, the crates. He does not want to be standing like this, though, so I'm going to put him down. Okay. <laughs> Not a fan. Uh, you guys can find me on the internet at a John Agnello on Twitter, where I occasionally I just offend people regularly. I don't mean to. I mean to. Um, oh, puppy! Oh, it's dogs. It's Lords of Dogtown. Yeah. Uh, hey. hey. <laughs> She's like, why no, are you picking me up? Is there anything else? There we go. Uh, you can. Uh, I. I have video game grooves. Sh- video game grooves. Yeah. There's a show. Video Game Grooves about uh, video game music. And, oh, go listen to the latest episode of Video Game Grooves. We, I think that episode would actually kill Susan dead. Susan, if you listened to it, you would die. It's all about Chrono Trigger. I don't think you'd make it through oh it. Oh, my God. I think, you'd be, I think you would vomit up all of... I think Do you guys you'd vomit go into the, the history of Celtic music and how oh, yes, no, Nori Mitsuda like, has one song that he plays? He's really, really good at it. I love that song, though. He's so good at that one song. He truly is the sting of video games. Oh my god, shut the up. Sting of video Just stop <laughs> talking. Come on, sting of video games is really funny. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>